Hello, everyone. I'm Patty Murphy. Thank you for listening. The On SI podcast is brought to you by Tom and Suzanne Crimmins, the owners of Tom Crimmins Realty. With their help, we're able to continue to share local Stat Island stories from Tottenville to Tompkinsville and everywhere in between. Tom Crimmins Realty is an independent, family-run business that knows how important it is to foster strong, community-minded neighborhoods. To that end, if you have a positive story you would like us to share, let our team know about it. Email us at stories at onsi.nyc. Now, on with this month's show. Straight ahead on this May 2021 edition of On SI. Mom and pop shops are oftentimes the lifeblood of neighborhoods, and during the pandemic, many have proven just how essential they are. How one local market on the North Shore continues to serve its customers as it closes in on its fourth decade in business. Staten Island is home to cultural treasures, fine restaurants, natural wonders, and unique shopping districts. But at times, it gets a bad rap from people who may have never even set foot on the borough. Why One Island-based initiative looks to change perceptions of the community by rebranding it from forgotten to unexpected. And this episode's local hero of the month is a Staten Islander whose goal is to lead a community-wide effort to support young athletes with developmental disabilities. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Patty Murphy. We begin this month with a closer look at how small businesses continue to put their customers first, even during the toughest stretches of the COVID-19 pandemic. Anna Size, Joe Malvasio has more. As COVID-19 exacted a horrible toll on Staten Island, it was essential businesses that were needed most, especially grocery stores. And while many people feared going to large mega stores, family-run markets like Buyers on Victory Boulevard gave locals the option to shop small. But at the peak of the crisis last spring, it was tough keeping shelves stocked as supply chains were interrupted. The challenges were getting product. Um, get, getting product, when we could get product, uh, if we could get product. Tom Beyer, the owner of Buyer's Market, said maintaining safe social distancing guidelines was also tough for a store of its size. You know, we're a you know, 3,500-square-foot store versus a tra- traditional 30,000-square-foot um, store of a major, major supermarket. Despite the challenges, Beyer said he and his team were determined to serve the community. And besides a few employees who needed to stay home for health reasons, nearly all of his staff reported for duty each and every day. Our dedicated staff was amazing. They were uh, they were just simply uh, above and beyond. Buyer said on numerous occasions he's overheard customers thanking his essential workers. Buyer said during the pandemic he thinks Staten Islanders acquired an even deeper appreciation of what small businesses offer to neighborhoods, always giving back, establishing relationships, and tending to their deep roots on the island. And that's where we come in. We're uh, we're very uh, customer oriented and we're still hands on. You could talk to a manager. You could talk to me. You could talk to the workers. We don't go away. Buyer said he's optimistic Staten Island will rebound from this crisis and grow even stronger. And as he starts his fourth decade in business, 
he intends to be part of the island's comeback for years to come. I'm, I'm not looking to go anywhere. I'm still being involved with the community, and uh, I still like what I do. As long as I could spend time with my family, travel a little bit, and still stay involved with the community, I'm fine. You know, it always comes back to Staten Island. Staten Island has and still has that uniqueness of um, of that community that everybody knows everybody. It's You know, it's a big island, but it's a small island, so uh, it's pretty awesome. Visitors to New York City know the Staten Island Ferry is an inexpensive and fun way to enjoy views of the skyline, Lady Liberty, and the harbor. But for those who want to explore further, there's a new resource available to help guide you to Staten Island landmarks, cultural sites, and family-friendly locales. I recently caught up with Colleen Suzak and Jennifer San Martino from the Borough President's Office to discuss the Visit Staten Island initiative. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Can you please introduce yourselves for our listeners? Hi, everyone. My name is Colleen Suzak. I am the Manager of Communications and External Affairs for the Staten Island Borough President's Office. And I'm Jennifer Stamartino, Deputy Chief of Staff to Borough President Otto and the first Director of Tourism and Cultural Affairs and the Visit Staten Island campaign. Great. Colleen and Jen, I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. I understand VisitStatenIsland.com was created to highlight Staten Island as a fun, family-friendly, historical destination for tourists to visit. So can you explain how you meet your mission? Sure. Um, so you said that correctly. Visit Island was created uh, to be a resource for visitors, but also residents to explore what we have to offer on Staten Island. Um, and that really starts with the website. So visit Island.com. You can find attractions. You can find transportation options. You can find itineraries um, for all different themes that we have here, um, history, art, culture, nature, uh, you name it. Um, one of the key components um, of that mission was the kiosk in the ferry terminal. So the St. George Ferry Terminal, we had a kiosk there uh, to welcome visitors who are coming off the Staten Island Ferry, which we realize and we recognize is our front door uh, from downtown Manhattan, um, which was a wonderful program um, that we developed in the beginning of Visit Staten Island and with um, community members who volunteered their time uh, really to welcome these visitors um, to Staten Island. Um, Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we were unable to open the kiosk, but we really look forward to that being a reality sometime soon. Um, And then just one last thing, um, as far as how we meet our mission is that we really use social media um, to embrace what we have here on Staten Island. So we have a Facebook page, Instagram page, we have a Twitter account, I'm thinking about making a TikTok, but we have to see how that works out. Um, but we really do have a lot of people who want this information and want to see the beautiful images um, that we have here on our borough. I am excited for the TikTok. <laughs> I support that idea. And you covered such a wide breadth of platforms and initiatives. Who is charged with contributing to this between the attractions, the itineraries and resources, it really seems like a community-led effort. Oh, well, absolutely. Um, It is a community-led effort because um, every one of our culturals has been able to share their own content um, to put it into this one place to make it easy for people to discover Staten Island. Um, I have to say we do rely on um, the people who tag us on Instagram. Um, We actually have a wonderful following. I'm not even about the followers, the number, but it's people who constantly tag us with 
you know, to the Instagram account or use hashtag visit Staten Island. And of course, we ask them for permission to reuse their photo. And it really has become such a wonderful community on social media. Um, you know, without the culturals also providing information about their events that we promote on our Facebook page and Instagram page. And we also have a newsletter that goes out weekly. So without the culturals and the and the the businesses, the bids, the merchant associations that we work with, it would be hard to make this a reality. That engagement is really incredible. And there are so many different touch points. That's a nice opportunity for everyone, whether you're a resident or a tourist. And I understand that this was designed for tourists in mind, but I have to believe that residents of Staten Island and the surrounding areas have found the website to be helpful so can you speak to that at all? It has been helpful since people are still discovering their own borough. You know, some people don't know what they have in their own backyard. And that was one of the um, one of the points of the mission that um, Jen basically helped create, um, because it wasn't just about let's get all these people to set out and to discover it, which is obviously, of course, one hand of the mission. But the other hand, you know, and myself included, some people don't know the history that is at every step on, on our on our borough. So uh, what we did because of the pandemic, when we were unable to go out and do uh, Facebook Lives, we, we used to do Facebook Lives to promote some events, but because of the pandemic and we were working from home, uh, we had to get a little creative with our social media campaigns. So we created a campaign called Stay on Staten Island. Um, so obviously it's the same as Visit Staten Island, but we really were trying to develop these hyper-local itineraries for people in different neighborhoods all over the borough to find, you know, to branch out a little bit and discover what's in their own backyard or in another neighborhood nearby. Um, we also had created these neighborhood one-pagers on our website where we kind of package, um, you know, St. George, you know, go follow, you know, go to all these places in St. George, all these places at uh, Snug Harbor, Port Richmond, the South Shore. Um, so we were trying to help Staten Islanders discover as much as they could in one place. So it's um, the easiest way possible. I know from my own personal experience, there is so much to discover on Staten Island. On the website, you have the headline, the unexpected borough of NYC. Can you unpack that for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, we we actually, uh, before I do, I just want to give a shout out to our partner. Um, Staten Island Chamber of Commerce and Destination St. George, New York City and Company, um, Empire State Development, I Love New York. Um, a couple of years ago, we were very, very fortunate um, to obtain a very generous grant where we could rebrand the island. At that time, um, we had brought in a firm that was uh, that had done some international marketing because we thought, you know, we know Staten Island, we love Staten Island. But what does somebody else think about it? And, and what does that package look like? And what's impactful when you talk about a destination that you want to visit? So we wanted to go to some destination experts and do that. And that's how the unexpected um, borough was, was born. I think a lot of us have, those of us who have grown up here, you know, have heard forgotten borough over and over and over again, to, to the, to, to nauseam, we've heard this. Um, and, and it's, it can be true in certain circles, uh, for sure, but we thought it was really important to say to people, look what's here, you know, look at what, look at this gem. Um, because, you know, it's interesting, even before we did the total rebrand, um, Colleen and I were hosting fam tours or familiarity tours with uh, travel bloggers and, and with um, the, the tour operators, you know, people who bring the buses full of people and all that kind of stuff. And so every time we took somebody out, 
um, they, at the end of the day, they were just completely blown away. They could, they simply could not believe everything that we have here. And, and we walked away with that. That was very impactful for us to hear just how excited people were. And, and sometimes I think you take for granted what's just beyond your backyard fence. And you don't think about how special some of these places are. We're very fortunate to have a zoo. Um, a lot of places, you know, don't have a zoo and, and ours is, it might be small, but it's mighty. Um, you know, it, it is just, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful place. You have the National Lighthouse Museum. We have a national museum here on Staten Island um, that, that was select, this location was selected because it was a site of the National Lighthouse Depot. So every light, you know, and, and every bit of kerosene, you know, came from here, came from Bay Street. Like, how interesting is that? Um, we have a Tibetan museum. Who would expect to come to a borough of New York City and finds what is basically a Tibetan monastery into a hillside. Um, so it, it really truly is unexpected when you, when, when you really think about it. So we decided to uh, adopt that moniker and I, I think it's worked really, really well, quite honestly. It sounds like it. And I have to ask, has anything surprised you about the borough while working on this project? Maybe you learned something about a landmark or a bit of Staten Island history that you didn't know? Oh, absolutely. And and we learn new things all the time. Um, I have a friend who calls Staten Island the Forrest Gump of American history. Like there are just so many things that have happened here that you're like, wait, that happened here? It's just, it's amazing. Um, so one of the things that we learned, and I remember the day we learned it because we were on a tour of a location we'd been to quite a few times. Um, and it, feel, it feels like every time you go somewhere, you hear something different depending on who the tour guide is or who the park ranger is. So we were at Fort Wadsworth, which is, you know, right at the foot of the Verrazano Bridge. Um, can't miss that as you're coming over. And we were told that the headquarters for the G.I. Joe comic strip for that character was actually Fort Wadsworth. That was the setting of the original comic strip. And we were all like, what? There's just a ton of stories like that. You know, um, the Garibaldi Meucci Museum located in Rosebank. This, this Meucci was the true inventor of the telephone. He had a working telephone here in Rosebank on Staten Island way before anybody else had a phone. So it's, it's just really incredible when you start to like uncover you know, all these stories, um, not to mention the conference house, you know, which was the site of a very famous, unfortunately failed attempt at peace, but who knew? We are the home to the Sandy Ground Historical Society. Sandy Ground is the oldest continuously inhabited free black settlement in the entire country. And it's here. And it's, it's just incredible. Um, it's one of those places that you sort of just, you have to go, you have to go and you have to see it, and you have to experience it. And you have to read those stories and see the quilts. And it's just an amazing thing. So that's a very long-winded way of saying, yes, we learn new things all the time. And, and we're just, we're so proud of it. And we're so excited to share that. Well, I certainly feel refreshed and actually very proud after this conversation. Staten Island is a wonderful place. And I appreciate the fact that you're doing such important work to highlight it and make it easy and accessible for other people. So I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Before we wrap up, is there anything you want to share with our listeners about where they should go to connect and follow? visit Staten Island. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. There's always something going on here, whether it's in-person or virtual, um, depending on what pe people's level of comfort is right now. Um, there, there's all kinds of things happening. 
the website is www.visitstatenislandallspelledout.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Visit Staten Island. Instagram is at Visit Staten Island. And our Twitter account is SI underscore tourism. And then I also want to uh, mention, Patty, that we do have a newsletter. Um, I know I mentioned it earlier, but the newsletter really gives people a, like a sense of what is going on for that week. So we put it out every Wednesday for the the upcoming weekend with events that are happening, both in person and virtual, again, whether or not you're comfortable. Um, so of course, before COVID, it we used to have like six featured events and then like a list of 20 other events going on. Um, but of course, because of COVID, you know, it has scaled back a little bit, but I'm telling you right now, like the, the calendar is getting full. <laughs> so um, I would encourage, yes, which is a great thing, um, especially for our cultural culturals who have, you know, definitely suffered through uh, during this right. time. Um, so please sign up for the newsletter right on our website. Um, it's a contact page. You could sign up. Um, and yeah, we encourage everyone to discover Staten Island. And I, I'm happy to share it with everyone here on this podcast today. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us, Patty. This was a pleasure. Thank you. Now, we are proud to bring you our local Hero of the Month, a segment made possible with support from Tom and Suzanne Crimmins of Tom Crimmins Realty. In this installment, we introduce you to John Loria, a local hero who created a game changer for some of the island's athletes. Since the fall of 2000, Sunnyside's John Loria has been helping kids across the borough score in a local soccer program. The Special Olympics Soccer League of Staten Island is a community-based training and team placement program for young athletes with developmental disabilities organized by the Staten Island Soccer League in cooperation with the Special Olympics. The program serves children ages 6 to 16 and is designed to bring them the opportunity of learning and playing soccer. We get really good feedback from the parents and from the players themselves. If it rains one weekend, they get very disappointed. We hear about it the following weekend and say, oh, we wanted to play. We could have played in the rain, you know, so we get a great deal of satisfaction hearing that. The program is geared toward player development rather than competition. Hundreds of athletes have participated in the program over the years, as well as volunteers. The goal is to enable young athletes with disabilities to become valued and successful members of the league. You know, they're having fun and they w want to come back. Mm -hmm. And then it's the repetition year to year. You, you see the same players coming back year to year because they want to do it. Thanks to Loria's passion for the sport and dedication to serving the community, he and the founders of the league have created a winning program for Staten Island families that may continue for another two decades. That's why John Loria is our local hero of the month. The fact that uh, we had the idea to start this and that it grew and it's perpetuating is very gratifying for me. And finally, in case you missed it, in our last edition of On SI, we spoke with Steve Kane, the executive director of the Greenbelt Conservancy, the not-for-profit that helps care for New York City's largest remaining forest land. Kane said he expects this summer to be another busy one at the parks and facilities of Staten Island's Greenbelt. For more Staten Islanders than ever before, the Greenbelt became their, their new living room, their classroom, their office, their gym, 
uh, their quiet place, even their gathering place. And throughout the pandemic, the Greenbelt has served so many members of the community as a place to continue to make memories and celebrate life. Kane said with more locals discovering what makes the Greenbelt so special, it's important that people pitch in and help keep this natural resource thriving for future generations. That'll do it for this edition of On SI. A thank you to Tom Beyer, Colleen Suzak, Jennifer Sammartino, John Loria, and Tom and Suzanne Crimmins. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We feature stories that matter to locals. If you have one you'd like to share, email it to us at stories at onsi.nyc. Until next time, be well.